Mr. Pickle. I let you. Hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. Welcome to the Ewing Barbecue. My name is Mary. And I'm Sarah. And I'm Josh. And I'm Melanie. Live from South Fork. Not live from South Fork. <laughs> Quiet. Ew. <laughs> what are we all drinking tonight? I was talking about me. I'm drinking. I'm drinking uh, Elysian Men's Room. You're drinking in the which is a. It's it's a she's drinking, drinking in, in the men's room. Drink, <laughs> smoking in the girls. Room. <laughs> I'm drinking wine again. Yeah, All right, I'm 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 mixing it up a little here. It's uh, obviously I have the bourbon here, but I went to a um, you know the holidays are upon us, Vodka. and we have Easter and Passover mm. and Good Friday and all that. And I was at a dinner last night and. Uh, I came home with the Manischewitz. I was just going to make a joke. You get the Manischewitz. What is that? Vodka? It's a very sweet uh, Jewish, Jewish wine. wine. Oh, it's wine. Yeah. So you know, you just... That's going to get you the biggest fucking headache you've ever had in your life. It, it's kind of reminiscent of, did you ever drink Mad Dog in college? Oh, oh my god, it would be so sick. The $2.49 cent bottle of wine? Oh, uh, the Circle K in that Circle K parking lot. I, I, I drank a bottle one night. I pounded a bottle one, one night. Me too. And my roommate came back and found me curled up in the corner in the hallway of the suite because I thought I was hallucinating that Killer Bob from Twin Peaks was climbing out of the drawer with a knife in his teeth. <laughs> that shit will fuck you up. The I mean, next it, time I pissed my roommate off because I drank it like a fine wine, I would take little cup, little glasses and treat it like a fine wine. He'd go, just drink the damn thing. It's $2.49. And I go, no, no, you got to savor it. It's a very Ooh, fine one. No, that. look, you will get sugar. You'll get a massive headache. Uh -huh. You will have a eight. massive hangover. Mm -hmm. And then you will have fucking bubble gut shits for two days <laughs> after it. I, I'm not lying because I did it. I threw, I bought it at Circle K. I chugged it at Circle K. I threw up at Circle K. And the next day I shit all day. Circle that K was me. Goals, baby. That was my lesson at, at the age of 19. Oh, God. I'm going to throw mine Gross. in here. I'm, got, I'm drinking Stone Viking Space Probe Double ah, Unfiltered mm, IPA. Oh, yum. Mm. And I have Ooh. another IPA over here too. So you're pretty much just a beer drinker, then. Hava Nagila. Melanie, if we all go to Dallas, are you going to do shots with us? Yeah. Oh hell okay. yeah, she is. Making sure you're not just <laughs> no. Gosh, no. Like, oh, well, let me put it this way: I mostly craft beer. Um, I do drink wine. If I drink any hard liquor at all, like when I went to Punta Cana, and basically it's all liquor there all the time they only had one type of okay. beer uh it was tequila i drank margaritas i mean top I'm, I'm vodka top straight. shelf margaritas girl top shelf mm. liquor tequila makes their main crazy and feisty and want to fight you uh dark liquors do mm -mm. that to me dark like really yeah i can't i learned that i was a straight bourbon drinker for years and now yeah. i'm pretty much if I drink liquor it's vodka yeah and so. somebody like was like well let's let's try this gold tequila and i'm like no nah, i want the silver like gold's better i don't care no chance oh. it's taken since we don't have well. any birthdays or anything tonight like crazy stuff to add on at the beginning i just want to say that tomorrow with my dad's 69th birthday not to be like all like morbid but i am scott and i are going to go get pickup food and go out and we're gonna have like a picnic on the back of the forerunner and we're going to drink some of the jr bourbon that's awesome uh, nice awesome. nice oh i did think, uh, for 
in honor of my dad. So I'll send y'all a little picture tomorrow night. Let's toast awesome. to Sarah's dad. And, and, and my Lucas nephew turns four on Cheers. Monday, April 13th. Cheers to both. Cheers. He's going to be four oh on Monday. Gosh. So. Cheers. Happy birthday to Sarah's dad. What's his name? Scott. But the same Scott. Oh, really? <laughs> Nice. Weird, yeah. Happy. That's very weird. I don't know that many Scott, Scott, so it was... And happy pre-birthday to Lucas. Wow. Yeah, it's it's oh it, you know it's I've I've been really good the last couple of months, but it's, I think the hardest is going to be tomorrow because yeah. I think it's going to be harder than Father's Day because birthdays were huge. I mean, my dad and I, like, mm-hmm. you would see, he could call the earliest. Like my dad, even he lived in California, so it was like six o'clock in my time. It was like four a.m. his time, and he would call me. Like that was just like our mm-hmm. thing. So that was the hardest thing. His birthday was hard for me to miss his birthday. So. Yeah. But other than that, I understand, we're good, girl. So. Like, I, I get it. It was nine years ago today. I think it was today. Yeah, nine years ago today that I saw my grandmother for the last time. Because hey, that's to me, you always think about the last. Well, thing. I knew it was going to be because I was moving to North Carolina. She knew I wanted to go. She told me to go, and she was dying of cancer. So no. I moved. Knew it was going to be last time I saw her. Three weeks later, I was flying back for the funeral. Well, yep. not the funeral. Actually, she died that same day that I flew back. Oh, womp, womp. I know. Oof. I know. That's like, that's, oh. you, know, you know who is a hot ticket? As um, you know, Speaking of older, has anyone ever seen Audrey Lander's mother, Ruth? She looks like Audrey. Okay, I saw looks an Instagram like... picture a long time ago. Audrey, her sister, and the mom. And, and her son. I, I couldn't or... tell da- who Daniel. was the daughter and who was the mother. Ruth is one of the funniest things. I, I always see on uh, Daniel's, Daniel's Instagram story. The, he's just like, he'll like be using his grandmother for <laughs> like weightlifting and stuff. And <laughs> What's his last name? Is he, is he a Lander too? Or is Audrey yeah. Lander's her regular name and she was... He's a Landers. Okay, I didn't know. So, but his twin brothers are Berkowitz after their father took their father's name. Hmm. I yeah. I used to work with this guy. I'd never heard of this before. His wife, when they got married, changed her first name to her maiden last name. I could do that. If it was cool. <laughs> I would do that. I'm henceforth known I mean, as Joy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just call you Mel. Does that bother you? Not at that. all. Okay, because some people are like, uh, it's Melanie, it's not Mel. The, on- you know, the only so- people that I don't like calling me Mel are people who, number one, don't ask. No, that's really it. Number who don't <laughs> People who don't ask. It's easier to type sometimes. Too, and I was like, that probably really bugs the shit up her. No, so I just wouldn't no, ask you. No, it's okay. I've been called Mel my whole life by my family, my best friends. You know, like, the only... <laughs> this is so dumb. The only time I really got ticked about people calling me Mel, and like I said, this is dumb when my sales reps started going, hey, Mel, hey, Mel, in emails and stuff, I'm like, excuse you're like, me, I never like, said that not, was okay. You're, you're not like, friends. we're not friends. Then you said, Mel, kiss my grits. <laughs> I did not. I have to be professional. And I always wanted a nickname. I can't have one. I had a nickname Fair. when I was little. <laughs> Mary, what was your nickname? You're going to think my nickname was hilarious. So when I was little, and sometimes my family still occasionally calls me this, they used to call me Buffy. Buffy? Because How did they get that? I was a very, my hair's dark now. I was very, very blonde, blonde when I was little. So they thought, and I wore it in pigtails all the time. So they thought I looked like Buffy from the TV show A Family, family Affair. Affair. Oh my gosh. Buffy and Jody. Oh, 
and they even bought me a Mrs. Beasley now. Oh my god. So they they used to call me Buffy, which I thought was mortifying when I was a kid. And then in the late 90s, Buffy the Vampire Slayer became a thing, and I was like, Oh yeah, was I totally should have owned that because Buffy was awesome. Buffy after Christy Swanson from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yep. From the movie, yeah. Yeah. And then they uh, the Sarah. Which the TV show is way better than the Sarah, movie. You, I was punky. Punky? Punky Brewster. Cool. I, because I actually did go to that interview. Like, I was in California. I did the show, The Pilot. Did y'all not know that? Oh, no. what? Yeah. What? I was 18. I was no, 18. No, no. She, she's, she's smirking. She's smirking. She's I swear, smirking. I, no, I swear to God. I have shit. I, have, I missed my first year of kindergarten because they kept giving me callbacks. So my, my dad, we flew out as a family. I did the pilot. I was I went through and all these interviews and kept calling me back. So my mom's like, Y'all y'all can't stay. So she sent my dad and my brother back home and she stayed in California with me and we stayed for an extra week. And that was eighteen out of two hundred. And the guy pulled my mom aside and said, We've narrowed it down to five, but she's the youngest of five and we just don't think she can memorize the lines like they need to be memorized. You were and almost was, punky brewster? Yes. And oh I was actually God. at the end of the line with Salome <laughs> and we actually broke her slinky. And my mom went and bought her another one and gave it back to her because I broke her slinky in the line. Oh my we were God. at the end of the line together. Holy shit. Yep. How, Isn't that crazy? Wow. I have, you know, I have I've pictures. never known that. I didn't know. I thought I told you that. That's oh. awesome. Yeah. I want to and, see those pictures. That's amazing. And, and this is embarrassing. I was <laughs> I was third runner up in Little Miss Alabama, and then I got I got called to Little Miss Universe in Florida. No, that's kind of awesome. I don't have Holy a claim shit. to I want to like see that. all these goddamn pictures. I know. <laughs> I'll find them, I swear. Oh I have tons God. from California. My mom is sitting on this bench in California with this fountain, and she has this like pilot script open and you can just tell she's just pissed off i mean because she kept because i'm so add so my, my mom would read them to me she's like read them back and i she would read them, and i'd be like yeah i was i was like four and a half almost five, i was five years yeah. old i was five yeah. years old and i was going uh i just want to get up my, i remember we were there and my dad took my brother to um universal studios <laughs> and saw knight rider and kit and uh-huh, jaws uh-huh. and i didn't get to go because i was up in line waiting to go in this studio and i was so scared i was like shaking <laughs> oh but this is funny. my mom even will tell you all this now i should talk to you in little miss alabama the um third round was interview and my mom was like you'll have no problem because you'll talk to fucking anybody she's like i'm not even worried all these girls were so scared they're like i don't want to go they're like shaking my mom was like no and i just walked in well the second question they asked they said what is your favorite tv character and I said, JRU. Are you? I, I swear to God. At what, six years old? So, That's awesome. Yeah, it was like five and a half. And so and people so, were like, um, oh my God. The, and they were dying laughing. I was like, what's so funny? <laughs> and they, they were sitting there going, okay, this girl needs therapy. Yeah, yeah, no, seriously. At the end of the, um, the thing, and they, when everybody won and all that crap, you can go back in and get your scorecard. So I was like, I just want to see. And I don't really give a shit. We're not going to do this again. This sucks. But let's just see. So she got my scorecard and I scored the highest in the interview. So we were talking to the judges outside and they, they, she said, you know, how did, what was her, what made her do this or whatever, blah, blah. And she said, because she was the only person that did not say Bugs Bunny or like the people were, they were naming cartoon characters and stuff. And uh-huh. I'm like, JRU. And she said, <laughs> she was so serious. And I was like, I was serious. Yeah. So that's my uh, now story. We're going back. Well, actually you guys will remember this better than I am. I have a very vague memory and I think there's a videotape somewhere of me at like three, four years old with my little, you know, like Fisher Price tape recorder microphone thing. Oh, I love those. Yeah. And somebody's like, Melanie, 
what what do you want to do? What are you what are you auditioning for? And I was like, I'm gonna be on Star Search. Oh, I'm I gonna love be Star on Search. Star, Star Search. Search. <laughs> I wanted to be on it too, but do, I can't do we it. do we remember Solid Gold with Marilyn McCoo? Uh, yeah, that came on after Dallas, like later on Friday night, and that was my favorite show. And and, Vic, and Victoria Principal's uh, friend there, Andy Gibb, who Andy passed Gibb. away. She was in love with him, yeah. and he died in 1988. She was madly in love with him. Mm-hmm. And did you know that they tried to talk her out of staying with him? It was bad publicity for her. Did you know that I, yeah. she got felt kind of guilty, didn't she? I remember seeing like an she's a wild child at interview heart. or something like that where she was crying, talking about him. It was the BG's E True Hollywood story. That's it. She was on it, and I remember seeing it. Like, I was obsessed with her when I was little, and I remember that they, and... she was crying and she said she tried to say I couldn't date him and to break up with him, and she was like I wouldn't do it. I knew I couldn't stay with him because I couldn't talk him out of his drug habit. Aww. The only one left it's not is her fault. Barry. It's not her fault. And Barry's the only one left. I love BGs. Like that's one of my. I'm, I should have been born a decade earlier. I know for uh, a fact. Yeah, I, I should have born in 1968 or 65, and then then in this. I should have been born in like 19. Then you'd be old right now. And yeah, like live through the 60s and all that music. <sighs> I love 60s and 70s. Everybody hates disco, but I just love it. I can't help hey, it. Hey, disco doesn't suck. My dad thinks it does, but I don't. I'm not I a huge. Do. I'm not a huge disco fan. No, you I don't like ABBA. Okay. I like ABBA. Who doesn't like, I like ABBA? Bee Gees. Who doesn't? People like my dad who grew up with like I don't know, Skinner and Led Zeppelin and I like Alice Lin- Cooper Leonard, and Black like Sabbath. But I'm a huge music snob. So. <laughs> no, see, I like every kind of music. Now, Me too. Mary, I will say, Aaron hates classic rock. Classic rock. Zeppelin, classic voice. rock is my bread Aaron and butter. Will, Aaron will murder like someone. Rock. Yeah. Classic Aaron's rock. Like a, classic rock is is my bread and butter. But I do like most everything. Uh-huh. I think because I'm from the South. I like Zeppelin. I, I, I don't, I won't play them on a daily basis, no. but I don't hate them. The like, fir- Aaron hates them. The first she group I listened to, the first group I was into was Hall and Oates. Oh, I love oh, them. Sarah Smile. That's it, not, that's Yacht Rock. That's not classic <laughs> rock. That's different. See, she's talking I, about I did, Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, ACTV. Uh-huh. I hate yeah. ACTV. Long live, long, long live the Who. I like the I Who. I actually do I like the Who. I, I like the Who. That's a little bit earlier. Daltry huh? still still sounds good, it's, mm-hmm. and he still looks good at seventy six years old. Oh, yeah. you look at my Sirius XM presets. I mean, you're you're if you look at all twelve of them, you'd be like, is this this for the same person? I mean, we've got fifties on five, and then like Sirius XM fly. Oh, Quinn, why did you start that video now? Stupid. I, Damn it, I, Quinn. I'm very eclectic too, but you know what I've been listening to late? I've just been listening to jazz a lot lately. Huh? I like jazz a lot. I love jazz. That's my New Orleans coming out in me. That's why I love New Orleans. I, just, I, I love jazz. Should we get started on this, you guys? <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. We probably should. Okay, tonight we are watching Season 3, Episode 6, Dove Hunt. Jock Ewing and his sons are here. Yes, Jock Ewing. They're going hunting. like somebody punched a hole right in the bottom of this sucker. Well, it wasn't like that when we got it from the store. We just smelled the fumes. What is it? What is going on? Daddy's hit. Daddy? Yeehaw! It was written by D.C. Fontana and Richard Fontana, directed by Leonard Katzman, and aired October 26, 1979. Hmm. Hmm. 
That was a while ago. It was a while ago. Do we have any casting notes? Uh, yeah, the guy, um, Thomas Calloway, who played Dan Owens, appeared as Dr. Foster on Falcon Crest. And um, the Caddo Swamp, or lake that they refer to, over the Louisiana border is where J.R. and Bobby's plane crashed in episode 14. Oh. I have a casting note. The guy who plays Ben, he's played by an actor named Stephen, I'm going to slaughter this last name, Grash. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's I, I was bad. like, I recognize him from something. Who is he? Looked him up, and he played Dr. Woodard and Joshua Collins on the 90s Dark Shadows. Oh. Well, I play just rewatched. He played Ben. He played the guy at the store who wh- they're buying stuff. The old man. The old man. They're like, okay, yeah. Oh, what? Who? What's your? What's your name? And he's like, oh, we're Ewing. And he's Remember like, the, sh- the shopkeeper, mm-hmm. Jock Ewing. Quote, unquote, the shopkeeper, yeah. The shopkeeper. His name is Ben. And he called. He's the one who called up the guys. He's like, yeah, Jock Ewing's in town. It's like. Uh-huh. How small is this? Dun, town? Dun, dun. How small is this? Town? It was going to be a crazy episode. <laughs> then. So he was on the '90s Dark Shadows, the one with, um, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt played the little kid. Joseph, yes, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Ben Cross played uh, Barnabas Collins, and Joanna Going played Josette Dupre and Victoria Winters. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This episode climbed in the ratings to number six. Number six. Hmm. This is like the best one yet, right? Okay, so. and so I was thinking, did it climb because everybody liked the Kristen affair last week? Mm. Like it was like, a, oh, we got to see what happens right. next. Because I the episode wasn't that great. They so liked that they ending like, that you all hated. That's the thing. They liked that ending that you all hated from Kristen. Well, affair. the ending of this one makes it even more mad. So we'll talk about that later. Mm. But. Okay. okay. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. All right. So we start off, Miss Ellie has a lump. Well, we, no, oh, wait, wait. Wait, 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 what? We're, we're, still, we're still on location, and we have them out rounding oh, up the cattle. Fine. Rounding oh, up cattle. that's right. Rounding I, up the cattle. I, I just ah! I love I love when they do cattle crap. Yeah? And they're out there, and you, you really get what the happened? feel of you really get the feel of it being in Texas at the time, and they're out doing, like, cattle roundups and cattle drives and jocks mm-hmm. on a horse sometimes, or, you know, this time it was Bobby and Ray. Yeah. And very filler to me, though. It, it was filler, but it just creates atmosphere. True. It okay. does create atmosphere. Okay. Probably okay. why I skipped then, straight to Miss Elliot has a lump. And then Miss Elliot has a lump. <laughs> yeah. Cattle lump. Mm-hmm. And the thing that gets at me is he's, you know, they're talking about it, telling her not to worry, Dr. Danvers is. And... Mm-hmm. Um, he's very compassionate. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, don't worry. Can you have Jock bring you in at ten a.m.?" And she's like, "Nah, I don't want to worry him again with the com- again again with the communication in marriage or lack thereof." Yeah, and it's this whole thing. I feel like, and it's not wrong. I mean, I feel like this is a very real thing where a lot of times women like want to like, "Oh, I can't like I can't bother someone else for this," and I feel like they need to have. Their husbands do some emotional lifting here, yeah. you know? Yeah. But for, for me, for me, I would have done the same thing. And then I would have gone to my follow-up second appointment and then got that second opinion. or like that. And then I would have, because I know mine right now, first. he would have flipped the shit out. Right. What if she went back and it was nothing? Yeah. And then okay. she dragged Jock in there point. For, for no. Right. 
Good point. So yes, but she's still got to worry about by herself. But unless then she has to worry it. about him freaking out, and then she has to deal with him freaking out and freaking out herself. And That's remember, why I feel like she should have told Pam. I know that's a little bit later, but I, and there was all these. Told Pam. And, yeah. and the year before, he had he did have a heart attack. And they were so, trying to keep the plane crash from him. I remember that. Don't tell Jock. Don't yeah. tell Jock. And then yeah. he was like, Miss Ellie, oh, yeah. why didn't you tell me? Both of them? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, secrets. Secrets. It's all about secrets. Don't tell, it's don't all tell. secrets, man. Stress. I oh, my God. Miss, obviously, Miss Ellie and Pam might be drinking the same, from the same water tap because mm-hmm. Pam doesn't tell Bobby about the uh, yeah. this. Pam drives me crazy. I can't even. <laughs> Girl. And, then yeah. you, and then you got Sue Ellen who just, she's, she's just. She just uh, doesn't give a fuck right now. She, yeah, she's, she does not give She is the snow queen. No. Yeah, and she didn't have very much in this episode, which no. made me upset because I love her in every episode. But I get it. But she had barely any lines. But what she had were all asshole. So I did like her direction. This whole episode was like, be an icy bitch mm-hmm. and walk out of the scene. Yeah. yeah. I did make a couple of notes about her. We'll get to later on. But okay. So, I did too. Yeah. So, so we go from, okay, the doctor's office, and then we get to. Uh, JR's on the phone, stressed out. Kristen comes in and is all like, oh, JR, I'm going to touch your back. And he's like, yeah, right there. And what I noticed about this scene. So she's going to massage school. She's going now. to massage school now. <laughs> the whole time that he's on, he's on the phone telling her right there, right there. The whole time he's on the phone, in no. focus is Sue Ellen's picture right there on the desk. Oh, I saw that. I totally <laughs> saw that. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They did that on purpose. They totally I was that like, Boom. <laughs> And I, I literally wrote, Sue Ellen's picture is there the whole damn time. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> that was my note. <laughs> I'm actually it's shocked just, that he has a picture of Sue Ellen on his desk. It's there forever. Like, it's the there until they... The only time he replaced it. With... Exactly. It, there's a beep for Sarah other than her. <laughs> the fuck word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Beep fuck. <laughs> and you know what? Fuck. You know what fuck actually stands for? <laughs> I don't, what it's an acronym for? is it oh, wild under carnal knowledge really well, isn't that special <laughs> <laughs> the more you Brother know just like ship ship high in transit swear <laughs> acronyms that turn into swear words yeah google this stuff dude Fuck is actually an acronym <laughs> for um, people who like committed crimes uh, related to fornication. Like what I'm talking like 19th century stuff. Yeah, like prostitution. Tell me again what it is. Yeah. What is it again? I'm, filed, I'm, filed under. Filed, oh, it's either filed under carnal knowledge or there's a Van Halen album called For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. Oh, I like it's that. It's either one. And then, and then ship, ship high in transit shit is actually an acronym for when they used to ship, ship manure on ships across the ocean, ship it high in transit because something about if it was down low, something, it it was explosive. It was a hot air rises. Yes. Well, the methane, the methane, the methane in the the fecal matter. It was ship high in transit, so it wouldn't have the chance to combust. Something like that. Something scientific. Right. Well, I'll be God. You want to know who taught me all this shit? (laughs) You are a knowledgeable (laughs) podcast. Who you learn shit? Yes. The more you know. Was that mommy and daddy? No. Um, (laughs) Funny story. It was Lucille Ball's sister-in-law, Nozoma. 
Wow, she's special. She was. She was like another grandmother to me, and she passed away seven years ago, and I miss her very much. <laughs> well, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for Bobby to call JR a son of a bitch, because that oh, means that yeah. Bobby is a son of a bitch, too. Well, yeah, that's true. So, and, and Gary. Isn't this where Jock comes in the office? Chris, well, Chris, and it's a complete stupid talk. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, well, I okay, still have yeah. an office here. For, <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. I've seen JR on the phone before. Well, I feel like we get a lot of exposition in this whole office scene. We we learn that South Fork and Ewing Oil, like everything the Ewing is mortgaged. is mortgaged to the hilt. And Kristen's like, is, I know it is. I know it's mortgaged to the hilt. And he's like, mm -hmm. and he's just like, shut up. You know too much. <laughs> so there's obviously something going on in Southeast Asia because things are not going according to schedule because right. he's talking about having the bribe an official. Mm -hmm. And the guy's name is Loyal? Yeah, Loyal Hansen, really? yes. He was in the last episode. Okay, okay I didn't catch it, I don't think, last time. Loyal, but loyal. it's not Loyal like L-O-Y-A-L. It's Loyal like Doyle, almost. L-O-Y-L-E. Oh, okay. Yes, and his kids are going to grow up and sing Mbop in about Hansen. 17 years. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and... So Kristen tries to keep Jock out of the office because uh, JR's on the phone okay, and he goes, right. I've seen JR on the phone before. And she's like, no, 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 you don't understand. He's talking about some shit you don't need to know about. Don't go in there. Right. And This is my damn co company, company. So he walks in company. there and he's he's like, JR, you've been you've been working too hard and weekends, nights. And I'm we're sitting there going, fuck, because he's fucking Kristen. That's why. Exactly. Exactly. And he's like, oh, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm my eyeballs he, and work. He's drilling for oil in his, eyeballs. in some nice fields. Uh, Shepherd 19 over there. <laughs> oh, 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 well, I wonder if the, if, if the OLM is going to shut down his drilling of Kristen. Freaking needs to. I mean, Cliff, what if he could? He, mm -hmm. he would if he could, but he can't, so he won't. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's like, so we're going to lunch. And Jared's like, yeah, I'm cool. I don't need to go to lunch. And he's like, nope, nope, we're doing it. We're going to lunch. We're, go we're going to. And he's like. I'm, okay. I'm your daddy. You're going to lamb lunch. Get out of that chair. All right. <laughs> Fine. So then no. the next scene is um, South Fork, right? The yeah. Room. yeah. <laughs> and, this is and JR says, where's Pam, Bobby? Y'all have another argument? <laughs> and I'm like. He's working late. That's pretty fair. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's working late. Oh, you short of cash, are you? And Bobby, Bobby's outfit was white on cream on white on cream. Yeah. And it was an open collar, leisure suit, Larry. I didn't like it. No, I don't like it either. So then no, it was very, weird, very funky fashions outfit. back there. Yeah. No, I know. But it, that was, that was a, with the cream on white, mm -hmm. it was a totally slick like. Yeah. And then he... Leisure we, vibe. And we, we get a little yeah. exposition in this scene because Lucy talks about um, something nice being said about her in, as a cheerleader on some mm -hmm. article. And Bobby's like, oh, that must have been a mistake. <laughs> and then we learn that um, Val and Gary have been in touch. Yeah. And he's like, which doesn't please, which doesn't please Jay. Like, oh, I heard she wants. And she's like, uh, with your help. She's like, yeah, because you. And Bobby's, and, and Bobby's like, Jay, I just. Take your drink and go talk to Sue Ellen. And it's, it's, this is my first <laughs> note. It cuts to Sue Ellen, and Sue Ellen's like, "Yeah, no." Nah. Sue Ellen says, "The role of social worker doesn't fit you, Jr." 
<laughs> and then she says, oh, you should have adopted me. Adopted I'm, me. I'm touched. I'm touched. Me. And, yeah. I'm like, and he's like, hey, that's what? a weird comment. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that I, I, I like, what? What is that? JR's reaction was classic. He's like, yeah, what? Well, she she's touched by his sudden interest in uh, the children, you know. And... Just my thing is, it's like I know that this little scene in the cocktail room or whatever, it gives you all these like little insights. Like you know, she talked to Val and cheerleader and Jock. You know, I but I just feel like these scenes are just they're fillers, and it bothers me. <laughs> they're like, they're they're fillers. They're there. It's all exposition. They're telling you things that we need to know. For the future, but you don't really know the times. So you're kind of like, eh. mm-hmm. right? And you're like, what? It, yeah. it's stuff that you I would know. not see in a TV show nowadays. Like in the new show, no, you would not you have wouldn't. filler because you have fewer episodes. It's also a way to season, so it's all set it up, isn't it? Kind of like set up yeah. the next scene, set up something in, in yeah. the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, and I get it. Looking back on it, it just oh. it's, it's all it's the dropping little breadcrumbs for upcoming episodes mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh, maybe spinoffs. Yeah. So then they go to the correct. They go to the dinner table, and everybody's quiet. Quiet. And, yeah, and it was awkwardly quiet. Jock is like, you know, his usual. Why is it Rough, so quiet? Grumble. Yeah, it's so silent. <laughs> but he immediately knows something's wrong with mm-hmm. Ellie. He's because they have right mm-hmm. because him and Ellie have. He's like. And she's like, he was like, and he asked her more than once because he was like, what's the and matter? I, and then nothing. And then yeah. like, you're not telling me something. And even I wrote down, like, she'd tell you at the dinner table, Jock, in front of her, everyone. No. That's true. Oh, by the way, there's a lump in my boob. Can you pass the salt, yeah, please? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> and I don't think she was ready to tell anybody at all. Nope. But I think that they made that scene for the point mm-hmm. of being like Jock and Ellie are mm-hmm. connected. Like they, yeah. yeah. Even though it's silent, there's no words, he can tell just for her demeanor and that I think he knows something is wrong. If I think she, if she would have told anybody at this point, I think she would have told Pam. And Pam wasn't at the dinner table. I know, but she had the opportunity to. And she did she have the opportunity to, and she didn't. Twice. Yeah. Right. Because she thinks she has to take it all on herself. Mm-hmm. Which is why she tries to clear the house of the men, because she doesn't she does. want all She's these like, eyes like, on her. Oh, blah, blah, blah. You should go yeah. hunting. <laughs> You yeah. boys should hey, go away for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. You should all just go away. Mm-hmm. Go, away and shoot some, go away and shoot some damn birds. But then yeah, the, minute, the minute the jock said, well, okay, whatever, I'm going to take Bobby and see if Ray wants to go. When, when JR realized he was going to be the only one not there, he was like, okay, I'll go. Mm-hmm. It was like immediate. He does not want to be out of the yep. loop. Like he wanted right. to be there. And then J- Jock was like, all right, they're off to land. We'll down. do it tomorrow. And I wrote down here, let's see, great idea, a helicopter next to cows. And I wrote down, <laughs> Ray can fly with the fuck. <laughs> right. Is Ray a helicopter pilot? Yeah. I guess he, he now. Because he did in the, search, in, in the search for the, after the plane crash, well, he, he flying the helicopter. Did. Didn't he take Pam up well, in the I helicopter too? That, but I was he like, yeah, I'm not going to fly with Ray. No. Mm-mm. No. That should happen. Well, no, you you don't want to you don't want to fly with Ray because he's going to throw you into a body of cold water and try to screw you in a barn or a, a, a shack. Maybe so. You're, you're, you're a woman. But I will now, not fly with Ray. So they're going off to Landown, which is near the as I said earlier, the Caddo Swamp Lake area, which is where the plane crashed in episode 14. So this is not in Texas. 
No, it's Louisiana. 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 Because okay, and I, I didn't know. That. I was trying to figure it out, but then later on he said that the law is a hundred miles away in Shreveport. Shreveport is Louisiana, oh, so that's yeah, how I figured okay, it out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But that's the only reason why. So it kind of cracked yeah. me up when Jock said, did you get that four-wheeler for us? And they pull up in this SUV, and I'm like, that's not a four-wheeler. Are you talking about a four-wheel drive vehicle? Yes. <laughs> no, they pulled up in a Marine Bronco. That was that a Bronco. Bronco. That exact, yes, that exact make and model <laughs> is the car, except for navy blue, I learned to drive in in a pasture in Mississippi when I was oh my 12 God. years old. So, so you could have you could have driven that on the set of downs. Wow. Yes, it was it was a three it was a three on the tree. Wow. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's what I learned to drive in. I was twelve years old. Wow. J, uh, yeah, JR is not sure why Ray is along because he's you know not not, not one not of the gross. family. And Bobby's like um, and he's, he's like family, so shut the fuck up. Yeah, he said Ray is part of the family, and he walked right, off. He's, like, he's like, you know how much he means to Daddy, and JR's like, I don't get why would he? I don't understand why he, you know, he means anything to Daddy. He's just the hired help. For God's but sense. that's what I'm saying. Not to say anything ever, ever, but like I think all these little tidbits. Uh-huh. Playing this episode, they foreshadow things that yeah. are coming. Because that, right, when he said that one line, I was like, I actually. I'm going to say this. And I didn't catch it back 20 years ago. I used to hate this episode. The Mm. last time I watched it, I hate this episode. I like it a lot more now. Because you see things you didn't see before. Because I see all the foreshadowing they're doing for things happening in the future. That's exactly what I said. also all of the the history that they're giving for the characters and things that happened 30 Thirty-two years ago. Thirty-two years ago. This is a thirty-two-year-old. If you think, yes, but if you think about it, right now Jr. is acting exactly like Jock was. Nineteen forty-seven. Wow, nineteen forty-seven. He's doing ugly dealings. He's squashing people, walking on people, treating people horribly, and being an asshole. That that comes into play. That comes into play at the end of the episode. Yes. Yeah. And it still isn't like resolved, but it's like a. Yeah. Of all the well, wardrobe thing here, of all the times for him not to pack the safari shirt and the freaking uh, ass guard. I said, okay, he's not wearing jeans there. He's wearing those like slacks. They were khakis. But I was like, of all times not to wear the goddamn safari outfit and ask by. It would finally come in goddamn handy. You're not wearing it on the South Fork steps. You're going to wear it hunting. The right. This is right. this is another thing. I wrote that down, Josh. This is another thing I wrote down. She wore some freaking camo while he was at it, too. Okay, and to play into something. that, this is what what I wrote down about their wardrobe when they were hunting and everything. Why the fuck are you not wearing orange? If you're hu- hunting your shit, I mean, that you was, wear stuff where you can be seen. Because this was 1979. They didn't make that long. So we're going to blend in so idiots can take shots at us. But it's true. It is a law now. I keep thinking of, do you remember Third Rock from the Sun? Yes. When they went hunting and French Stewart had that fur coat. (laughs) And he kept getting shot at. (laughs) And he comes running back and goes, I don't understand why they're shooting at me. And then he comes back the next time you hear the shots. And he has these branches sticking out of the top he goes i put these branches in to disguise myself as a tree but they still keep shooting because they think you you're a like moose a animal. you look like a moose <laughs> i told french stewart that when i met him in uh, november that every time i see, see third or think of it i always think of that scene it's just like the typical french stewart scene 
Oh my gosh! But, Everybody see that? So. So they hit the general they store. They hit the general and the store. The owner's not pleased. Well, he's he's okay 30. at first until he hears the name Ewing. Yeah. Once yes. once once the name Ewing drops, he is then not. Ab- just like his the temperature changes. in the room goes down like thirty degrees. And Ray's like, and he's dude, like, what's his problem? Yeah. I saw I saw icicles and on the window. Bobby's like, and it bothered icicles. me. It bothered me their shopping list. It was a lantern <laughs> coffee feed, which consists of beans, bacon and eggs, a shovel, <laughs> and a shotgun ammo. And they need to replace the shovel. Where's the rope, mm-hmm. dude? And the duct tape. You sound like you're a bunch of fucking serial killers who are going to make yourselves and breakfast in the morning. The body. I know. <laughs> exactly. And then we're going to have a campfire uh, breakfast, y'all. <laughs> Siri, where do you bury the body? No. <laughs> <laughs> but we find out this guy, he calls up this guy, Tom Owens. Alexa, where do you bury the body? Right. No. <laughs> right. No. So the shop, shop, shopkeep, as I call him, <laughs> he calls up this guy, Tom Owens, and he says... <laughs> <laughs> what? Alexa's answering me. Tell me where to bury a body. Oh God! <laughs> okay. Oh okay. my God! I am I am not going to ask that question because I have an echo across the room. No. I have the Ale- Alexa uh, here. Yeah, yeah well, that's, that's Alexa. That's Alexa, quiet. Ac- that's her actual name. <laughs> yeah. I have I have a question, yeah. and if yeah. anybody can Google this, or a listener can Google this, and and email it or tweet it or whatever to me. We obviously know this is in Louisiana, but that doesn't mean they filmed it there for real. But when you pull up this little town, I was like, oh, this is a cute little town. But then when they're in the bar, no, no, no. When they're coming out of the shop and they're getting in the Bronco before the back calls, you can see all the buildings across the street. You sure it wasn't Studio City? Well, <laughs> I don't know. And that was thing a real is, town because when they're first pulling up, you can see the, the little town. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. And, and okay. Definitive Dallas uh, po- po- uh, said something to us. Said, uh, good episode with a Star Trek connection. <clears throat> <clears throat> that the exterior scenes filmed as the city of Landown were actually filmed in downtown Crum, K-R-U-M, Texas. Okay. The on-screen locations are noted. What I'm asking he, right now? Yeah. Yeah, are noted with a symbol, a camera symbol on the map, and he they provided a map for us, and it's on Twitter. That's awesome. Oh. I did see that yeah. post. I didn't I realize it. Because oh. I knew it looked like a real town, and when yeah. they're walking out of I'm the gonna, store. I'm going to screenshot this off my phone and save it. And wow. I will, uh, pass okay. It cool. Because um, it looks like back in the early 80s, 85, uh-huh part of Gatlinburg just like the yeah. little and I was like maybe they just filmed it somewhere weird just to have like a cute little that's town. what Gatlinburg used to look like I just posted that to I, our, can, uh, I can see that, that that's, in our fa- that's in our Facebook miles. chat it's in our Facebook it's, chat I just Gatlinburg is only a four hour drive from me me too that's our halfway yeah. mark then we're going to because you're eight hours for we're me. going to Pigeon Forge y'all <laughs> my aunt lives in Sevierville which is five minutes from Gatlinburg that's where she lives. So I go there all the time. It's my So let's go to the bar. The bar let's, fight. Let's, right. let's, 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 let's go to this bar. I love the bar fight. <laughs> favorite episode of the whole, favorite part of the whole episode. Oh, yeah. It's so funny because it's just like typical Ewing fight. The three brawlers get into a brawl, and Jr. he's not really being... Takes off his watch. He takes off his watch. And I'm thinking, okay, is he thinking he's going to fight, or is he thinking these motherfuckers are going to try to steal it? I'm going to take it off. Yeah. And I'm like... But, but he, I will say, Ray and Bobby are their regulars, so they're fucking 
bashing, mm-hmm. hitting. But just like in the kid, just like in the kid main wearing, just like in the kid main wearing Jock can throw yeah. down. And Jr. is sitting at the table Dr- protecting the beer. drinking his beer. Yeah. This guy crashes into him, and he's like, and the look on his face. He's like, oh, he, but he gets the exclamation point on the whole fight with that smashing the, the beer over the guy's head. He does. He does. But I was just in awe because Jock was like, not just like, uh, he no, was Jock. throwing punches like Bobby and Ray. Like, Holy shit. And, yeah, and, and Jock's like, you're Ted Owens. Big deal. Who are It's like, I don't know who the hell you are. He was like looking at him. He was like, what the fuck did Jock do to these people? You know, like, I feel this is why I realize I like this episode is because we see that we've been hearing since Dallas started that like Digger's crazy like mm-hmm. Digger dug his own grave it's not Jock's fault Jock didn't do anything mm-hmm. wrong and no Jock was a dick but all these other people all of a sudden see, like Jock Jock is a dick Jock is, or he was a dick or was that's a what dick. I'm saying that's right. what I'm saying I he think this dick. is JR in the future mm-hmm. like I really do right, think right. it's like it's mirroring itself because, so I think yeah. if you yeah. could go back and go back to our yeah. Dallas that came out in 2000 and 13, 12, 12, 2012, John Ross. And it kept going. I think that you would see. I, I would have liked to have right. seen an old, old Jeb and Willie Joe and turn up or something like that. Well, yeah. No, I would like to see an older JR to Speaking stay on. About like, like facing his own like mortality God. and be like, oh shit, I, I, I fucked all that He kind of did. And John Ross should have taken over that and seen. It just would have been a good, I, I just think the whole fucking shit just got canceled yeah. it did yeah. i mean sorry it did it did, it did. But, it did. you know and th- something funny about like, that is that you remember when jr they were saying jr is like oh well we haven't been out here so long you know it's it must have been 20 years well this tom owens guy says he it's been 32 jr's like 40 right well, so right. okay so you go back that far well, that means he's been he took jr hunting as like a little kid when are kids the most impressionable right, between between like four and eight. Okay, right? Jr.'s like eight years old at the time of this grudge. So he may have very well been with Jock when Jock did whatever he did to Tom Owens, right? But, but I didn't this, think about that. As we'll learn later, this grudge did not take place in Landown because this guy moved to Landown. Right, but he. So they they hunted, but they didn't hunt where Tom Owens was. They, but hunted, they hunted all after. over the place. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. They basically, basically, you remember that Jr. was saying that, or I don't know if we've even gotten there yet, but he, he basically, oh yeah, we have. Jock took him away, basically from Miss Ellie, really young. So that means he was out there, he was hunting, he was on the oil rigs, he was doing everything with Jock from the time he was really little. So he saw and heard a lot, a lot of shit. Right. And that's a very impressionable age. I would say that, like, yeah, Jock is contrite now, but he's still kind of a dick. He is still kind of a dick. Being, oh, he's yeah. being a dick to this Tom Owens, and then they get they ruin the whole bar. And then Jock is just, <laughs> How he throws down $300. All the goddamn sawdust all over mm-hmm. the damn know, floor. The, what the? F- it's Logan's Roadhouse, <laughs> man. <laughs> Note, go back and look, if you didn't notice. Ray slips at the end when they're walking <laughs> out. Oh, my God. That's I love people that fall, and so he almost fell, and I was like, ah. That's Again, funny. Jock throws down ankle. 300 bucks and he's like, that should cover it. And then laughs and walks out. And I'm like, well, you're kind of dick. A dick. That's, that's a dick, a dick that's move. A dick. But I did kind of like their little cutting up on the way out. They were walking off and, you know, it's kind of teasing JR. They were like, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I may be slow, but the, the, and then the scene cuts away. I just thought it was funny. 
That was like in the last episode when uh, this loyal Hanson gave him the uh, the bid figure, and JR was looking at it and goes, Oh, geez, um, wow, that's a lot. He's walking away. He's walking away. That's a hefty sum. That's a hefty sum. That is Larry Hagman ad lib all damn day long. That's what I'm saying. Anytime. And you can usually tell when it yep. is ad lib. Because it's really funny. Because it's funny. It is. It is. He's like, well, And I wonder, I wonder if he ad libbed that reaction to Sue Ellen saying, you know, some blah, 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 adopt me. I can Probably. see that. We should Probably. ask her. I wonder if she'd remember. I wish she could say, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I know. That would be hilarious. 40 years ago. <laughs> I know, but still. And then so well, they in the early episodes though they were in the background making up these little bits of dialogue about uh, stitching buttons on a shirt and stuff yeah. like that and all that. So they they did ad lib some of those lines even in the right. beginning. So that's yeah. kind of cute. That's funny. Yeah. So then Pam calls out Miss Ellie uh, for getting Jack out of there. She's like she she picked mm-hmm. it up. She's like I I can tell you wanted them out of here. What's going on? And then mm. Ellie just does not have time for Pam's None question. yet, Pam. Like, like, I'm going to the doctor. I'm going to the doctor. This is my doctor. house. I'm doing what I want. No, and all and the men are gone. Then, but then Pam calls her out and says, you just saw Dr. Davis yesterday. And she goes, oh, Pam, when we get older, we have more than one appointment yep. or something. Like right. that. Shit yeah. starts falling yeah. apart when she reached my age. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Mm. Everything's going south. It's already <laughs> going south on me. And then they go to the campsite and they go back Jack's to the all like, they go back to the bar and they're they're like re- the revenge plot is ha- hatched with Ben o, uh, Ben and the right. Tom Owens guy and the blah, blah, blah. oh yeah and I, exposition yeah, I put scene. sinister shit here with Owens <laughs> sinister shit and then I put oof Southeast Asia boy because somebody brought up doing business with China and why yeah, don't you get on that Jr and he's like. He's like, he doesn't want to business. He's like, he cuts it off. He's like, we're not here to have business. We're here to camp. We're here to camp. And, 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 and Josh is worried about, did you bring the beer? The bourbon. Like, yeah. Bourbon. He like, said bourbon. No, he said, yeah, he did said, you bring the beer? And then he's like, yes. And he's and like, the bourbon? did you bring the bourbon? <laughs> the, uh, yes, and, bourbon. Like, yes. and the bourbon. And then JR just looks at him and smiles and he's like, yeah. <laughs> But in that scene, though, Jock said, oh, you should get in on that China stuff. So if he had been up front, he would have had Jock's support. Right, he would yeah, if he just been like, you know, I've actually kind of just, I looked into that already. That was a huge, least, yeah, brought it up or something. That was a huge thing with JR. If he had just been up front so many times with everything, his father, right. even with Bobby, his Bobby, Sue Ellen. Yeah, later on with Bobby and stuff in the office he, after yeah, lots of stuff. Personal and professional, yeah. he wouldn't have been in so much shit, but nope. he's just a dumbass. Right. Yep, yep. And then I said, there it is. Facts on breast cancer. I know. She has a little pamphlet, which means that, like, shit's getting real. Yeah. She's just kind of sadly reading it, like. <sighs> and then she hears the door. Then, <laughs> she hides the pamphlet. Where does yeah, she stuff like, where, where, oh, where does she stuff it? Or she she stuff just it, like, it away. I'm like, nope, wasn't looking Bra. at it. What? Porn. Uh, well, <laughs> down on the, the couch cushion. <laughs> there were probably pictures of breasts. It was probably porn. Oh. Know, just. <laughs> But then Pam comes in and they blah, blah, blah. And they start heading towards the dining room. And they start going upstairs. And who comes mm-hmm. down but Sue Ellen. And she walks past them. And all of a sudden we hear the baby cry. She has and no Sue interest. El- no, no. They she stops. Sue Ellen, she's and like, she said, 
you're there. Miss Ellie's there and the nurse. Well, and the nurse. when the baby the cries, you guys notice she doesn't keep walking. She stops. And yeah. she kind of looks up at the stairs and she's like, uh. Because they are there. If they weren't there, she wouldn't have stopped. She kept you pops. Yeah. She knew she was on. She knew she was being watched. I don't. She's being like peer pressured into going. She knew she's being peer pressured, and she was just kind of like. So she like thought about it for a second, and then she's like, "Oh fuck it, I don't. You guys." Can do it. I think she it. thought. What did yeah. I say? Baby's cry struck a nerve for half a second. That's half, what I, I basically. Yeah, half a second. Her, like her boobs tingled from <laughs> from the baby crying, she's like, and then uh, she, yeah, the milk started to jiggle, milk, and you're like, yeah, okay. and the milk came in. She's like, oh god, whatever. Wait, a full half a second? That's a long time for her. It's pretty much yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Yes. I mean, she didn't give two fucks. She was like, "You're there. Right. The we're there. paying someone yeah, in the nurse. There. You're good. Ah. Yeah. So then, Miss Ellie, and this is what I put. I said, Barbara Brigetti's. Barbara Belgetti's true grandmotherly love right there. Like, she looked like a straight-up, real yeah. young grandma picking that baby up. Oh, my God. You go, go. I'm like, oh, my God. It's an actual real baby for once. It's not just, like, the doll. Yeah. She's like, oh, it's a real baby. And I'm like, she's, she's a grandma. And that stupid rainbow she? is still sideways. Of course, yeah. I don't know what And there's is. that dog thing <laughs> next to that balloon lamp Aww. on the dresser. Yeah. And here's my thing. So the baby was crying. We burned that nursery. Hungry. They go into the nursery. The baby's not crying. And they're even talking about this baby is so content. Mm-hmm. That means the baby's not hungry. But they're still like, let's go warm up the baby's bottle. I'm like, he's not hungry. He's not. Yeah. I think she wanted to get out of the room because that's when she said, Ham was she, like, is something wrong? I know there's something wrong. Can you not tell me? Mm-hmm. And then she was like, she hugged her and she was like, it's nothing, Pam. And then she waited and she said, can't, I'm in the baby's body. She bottle. can't hide the emo, the fact that something is wrong. Right. Yeah, she doesn't it's have sad. a good poker face. Mm-hmm. No. 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 Ellie's strong, but has no poker face. Yep. So. Now we go back to the campsite. 10 out of 10. Go back to the men of the woods. It's walking with guns montage forever. And this is where I put, why the fuck do you guys not have orange on? Somebody's tampering with the lantern. Mm-hmm. We just yeah. see that shot. I love their little fight. You put a hole in it. And then Jock said, it doesn't matter. It's an accident when, how it happens. Shots are fired at Bobby. And he's like, hey, stupid. <laughs> and when they get back to the campsite. <laughs> he was like, somebody's down here. <laughs> like, that's not how hunting works. I mean, you like wave your hand. You lay flat. Like there is like a huge hunting like dialogue like there is like a huge i mean i know it probably then probably not but now there is like huge there had to be some they, they should have known better a lot of these things you i mean know? bobby what? somebody was firing a fucking gun at you is this the first time these boys have gone hunting i mean come on to be. they're like we did it all the time but it seems to be the first time well you didn't like learn much from your previous times hunting Trophy of Bobby Ewing is coming real soon. And what did you do? What did you do? Go to a shooting gallery and call that hunting? I mean, come on, you're out in the woods here. Let's go. Orange yeah. camouflage, blah, blah, blah. And then when they get back to the campsite, uh, none of them hiding. had on orange. None of them. No. And, J- and, then, and then JR is hiding in his little bed in the mosquito netting. That's another thing I want to know. All that money and no tent. No tent. 
<laughs> we have a mosquito net and sleeping bags on the fucking it's ground. Roughing it in 1979. But they had But they they're all sleeping out near the camp. Uh, but Jr. has to have the mosquito net. Jr. is like a woman man. Well, my favorite part of the scene the, before <laughs> that, before they go to bed, though, is when they're when they're talking about the lamp. Jock basically tells Jr. to stop whining. <laughs> and, Jock goes and hangs out with Bobby, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, no wonder JR has these, like, issues, issues. daddy issues. Because yeah. he's just like, man up, JR. JR I, like, I, think, I think JR is the oldest. I think Bobby is the favorite. Mm-hmm. Oh, JR well, sees exactly. it. Yeah. And Who's it's like a big no, let, my, bro- go, my brother is the, definitely the favorite. Yeah. Let's go through the process of how Jock put out that cigar. What did he do? He dipped it. He Smacked it against the tree a little tree. bit. Then he, before he tossed it, he opened a it beer been... because I was like, "Come that's... on, Jock, shotgun that shit!" And littered. He, <laughs> that's and then it. littered. He just like threw it in the woods, and I'm like, "Jock, come on, leave no trace, man." Hello, no 1979. Trace. That is the cowboy Jim Davis movie where they put it out. Mm-hmm. Like that's what that is. Well, obviously he didn't okay. do a good job because there was some spark that got into the uh, blew up that lantern. No, it was a no, hole in the bottom. It, it was sabotage. Yeah, it was sabotage from a hole. And then the whole little fight about boom. I was like, oh, Jesus. And then J- yeah, well, the Jr.'s like, Ray, I saw you throwing that thing down in the back of the truck. Uh, and it- Why does Jr. hate Ray so much? Because Jock liked him more. I know, why, I know why later. I know why later, but right now. He hates him because Jock likes him. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he feels like his place is as, like, um, a servant. Yep. And he's uh, he's he's acting above his place. And honestly, and since Ray beat the sense. crap out of him over the Garnet mm-hmm. McGee thing, but well. Jr. is now like, okay, you are you are a hired hand. He he wanted to throw Ray off the ranch. Yeah. And Ray said, you know what? No, I'm staying now. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's when Jr. said, all right, you're staying. You're a hired hand. Mm-hmm. So now we got a good old fashioned ambush and a shootout going on here. And this ambush, though, you know, Jock gets shot. Okay, so he wakes up and hears something, right? Mm-hmm. And he yeah, just... he did. He hears them in the woods. No, somebody tampering with the car. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, He sees the person at the car. And then the, the shots start coming. Why did this remind anybody of one of those cartoon shootouts where they're like five feet away and they can't hit the other person? Yes, but it also reminded me, and this is so sad, you can cut this too if you want to, it reminded me of the whole last or couple of seasons whenever the stuff happened. The, the, the gross. And I don't like any of those episodes until she shows up. At me either. And this reminded me, and this brought me a bad taste in my mouth, even though I felt like we found a lot of stuff out about Doc in this episode that I thought was like, like I said, it kind of like mirrored JR. And it kind of gave you like a backstory of why JR is a bastard like he is. Yeah. Maybe he will outgrow it. Maybe not. But other than that, and the secret that you find out coming up, I just feel like this episode reminded me of that. And I hate that episode. And that made me not like this episode. But we'll get there. So that, well, I'm sorry, I'm so drunk right now. So Jock, Jock is shot. JR is going to. <laughs> as I, as I, was saying, it, it, I also think of remember the shootouts in the Naked Gun movies where they're like two feet away from each yeah. other and they're, and they're just, going like this. Yeah. And, and yeah. Well, yes. I think we like. I don't think any of them have ever been hunting before. Like I might be a better mm-hmm. shot than all of these people, 
and I've shot a gun once. Stevie Wonder is a better shot. Me too, and I'm from yeah. So Jr. tries to maneuver across to get to Jock or run, get shot. Jr. has been shot in the leg. I was I was really surprised because Jr. was brave in this moment. Like Jr. because Jock is legit shot. Like he's shot in the stomach, which we've learned from Rusmar dogs is like the is you know it takes you a long time to die from a stomach shot. yeah, but he was yeah. still bleeding the whole time. And when Ray helped him, there was no blood on Ray's hands. <laughs> That's true. Wait, like, yeah. I can't even. JR was trying to make up for his lack of involvement in the bar fight by running up. Yeah. I think he maybe just was legitimately like, oh my God, my dad just got shot. I do too. I think it was because he goes, Daddy, Daddy, you know, Daddy's been hit. Like, I think. He has daddy issues. So he just runs and then gets shot in the leg. Daddy. Daddy. And I, I wrote, who shot Jock? And then I wrote, who shot JR? Because <laughs> <laughs> I cracked myself up. <laughs> then they want to put the sleeping bags into the uh, back. Uh, you know, after Ray sneaks around and the shooters are gone, they want to put the sleeping bags in the back of the truck and drive right. for help, which seems, right. seems, seems plausible. seems like a legit plan. Right. But now we know why the guy was at the truck, because right. he, he was start. messing around with the manifold or whatever. And I have a question was. about Ray. So he's creeping through the woods. And this actually brought up a whole thing I've never thought about before, ever. And maybe you can answer. Or maybe I'm just not remembering something. So Ray's creeping through like he's in Nam or something. You know, like he's like in the bushes, is like picking stuff up. And then I was like, was Ray in Nam? Like they're all the right age to go to Vietnam. Did any of them? I don't know if Ray did. I know that Steve Canale did. J- Steve did. Steve yes. did. Right, but did any of the characters? Because they're all the right age to have gone. to Jr. was he was a vet. Jr. would have been, but Jr. was in the service. He was in the service, yeah. okay, but, but that, I don't. I don't think he went over there. I think he probably had enough connections. It was too fu- much of a fucking coward. That's what I'm wondering. Were they just like rich boys who got out of going to Vietnam? I think Bobby, Bobby got out of it somehow because I don't think he went. Jr. Bobby was in no, college. Bobby was in college. Jr. did. Probably he, he wasn't in Nam because remember he had the military service spoiler with the flag draped over his oh. and he he, oh, he I, did make a reference once to I I never killed anybody in my life not even when I was in the war and that's right. where he met which remember Vietnam which war Vietnam so he wasn't he he wasn't I don't think he went over there but he did military stuff like I think he was. He was okay. admin. This is what I was. Wondering. Yeah, I think he was administrative. He was in the army or something. Because I remember. Okay. Maybe he was talking to. Um, but I can't remember. End spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's <laughs> what I was wondering. That's way a long way. That's why I said <laughs> spoiler. End spoiler. <laughs> if we go by the Laura Van Warmer book, after graduating, uh, Jr. enrolled at the University of Texas in 1956. After graduating, Jock pushed him to a stint in the Army and was shipped off to South Vietnam in 1960. Although he was a good soldier and won several medals in the field, he grew sick at heart when he saw and was told to do so. He put his wheeling and dealing to use and got himself transferred to Japan, where he finished out the rest of his hitch. Wow. That's if you go by her uh, backstory. Cool. I like her. I like her. For the most part, I, I, I take her stuff as pretty close to being canon because yeah she had to fill they had to fill in some gaps in those missing years so right it was written in like laura van warmer 
85-ish. Yeah, Yeah, it was like 85-ish. So I mean, she did a good job. So let's just go with that unless we're told otherwise. I like that they say those dudes might come back because, dude, they're speaking my language. I know. I know, right? Dude. So the truck, the truck was obviously shot to hell. So yep, JR, Bobby, Bobby and Ray, just, they took some part out of uh, yeah. something. But, um, something. Yeah. And I was like, it's still doing that sound, so it's not the battery. Right. Yeah. But Bobby wanted one of them to stay and one of them to go, and JR convinced them both to go. To he was like, I can't walk, but I can shoot. So they moved right. him to the cot. Well, a lot of good that did. So then we have all this hiking out of the hiking out with the guns and you know, Tom Owens and the others sitting there saying, "Oh yeah, they're the two of them went and the the the, the father, you know, Jock is there with one with the older one. They're they're alone, and we learn why we learn why he shot at Jock because Jock was going to shoot his son. Oh." Yeah, and he said that he was like, I saw you approaching. I thought you were going to shoot. So that's why I was like, I wasn't shooting you to shoot you. I thought you were going to shoot my son. Gotcha. So. Right. Not that it makes it any better. Right. right. Now, still we, get, now we get into jo- Jock rambling on about mortality and the heart attack. And This is my favorite part of the whole episode. Me too, because he goes into J- the secret J- wiping, he's never told the, anyone else. The, moistening the lips and... His secret that he. I was like, give him some goddamn water. You have canteen. Don't give him the fucking. I don't think that he wants him to drink because he's bleeding out. His his hole in the. Okay, well he's bleeding out. But you know what? Not that fast because he can still talk like a motherfucker. (laughs) And Ray had no blood on his hands. I I don't. I don't see no stinking pools of blood all over the. No, there should be lots of blood. You may right. not be like it was merely like, a flash wound. He just got hit in the side. It's I think. just a flash wound. I've had worse. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot, motherfucker. I've had worse. Jock, Jock, sure, Jock, surely you can eat one more wafer. If I have wayloods, then you will be fine. Yeah, why didn't they bring the wayloods? They could have called up Peter Horton and gotten some quaaludes from, from him and Annie, oh Annie God. Driscoll. When you, yeah. when you said flesh wound, all I thought of was the Black Knight on Monty Python. Oh, yeah, but a scratch. I love Monty Python. Yeah. You, you, okay. you, you Not quite me, dead yet. Not quite dead yet. You blow me blasted okay, your did. arms off. I've had worse. <laughs> so Jock was married before. He confided the secret in Jr. Amanda, Amanda, Amanda Lewis, Lewis, who he had, had depression, a, had a nervous breakdown mm-hmm. a couple of years into the marriage. And complete I totally loss. picture her from Dallas the early years. Mm-hmm. Yes, complete yes. loss of all. Which, which we will reality. review down the road later on. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then a state. He put her in a state mental hospital, and eventually, when he could afford it, in he put her in a private he hospital. Yes. He pays all of her expenses, and ever he tells since. Jr. He's like, if, "If something happens to me, you got to keep taking care of her." Right, and no one knows. And no one knows. They made him promise. JR, like, like, like you, dad you, to son you, made him you promise. Got, you got to set up that trust fund. If I get out of here, and he said. If I get out of here, we're going to go through all of our finances. He's like, we're going to clean up some sins, like, oh, clean house. And that's where all the 
that's where all the like everything's mortgaged to the hill because uh, he's like we have plenty of money we can take care of it for the rest of our and life you see jr's J- face yeah, like right. Uh, right he's like uh, yeah his exact words were we have more money than we could ever spend and i was like that's that you this is also about where, that about that about that uh danny is, about um, that money that, you, know, you, know, you, know that, you know that china thing you were talking about earlier well the funny thing happened funny story <laughs> you think you th- you think Cliff Barnes likes Chinese food? You're going to love Chinese food after I tell you what. Uh, what I wrote down here, um, Jock has a conscience. He does. He does. He, does. he said, I want to I want to do the right thing. But, you know, the thing about a conscience is it's a lot like a boat or a plane. It's best to rent one when you need it. Yeah. And then, then we cut to Ray and Bobby roughing people up in town. And they just steal a truck. Okay. I think they got. The guy said, I think my truck is there with the keys in it, I think. No, oh, no, he didn't. He said, let's okay. go over and get one of these things. Because they were looking, they each looked in a car, and then Ray went over to the truck. Of course, it's going to be the truck. It's going to be the third thing, because it's each one has the to keys look in it. Yeah. Just to show that they were going through the process of looking for something. Right. And I put on there, when they backed up, every time, they, Erk! Screech! Erk! Yeah. So we need to add that to our drinking list. Because they did that fucking driveway at south fork anytime a car that we a drink like the sound the of screech on a car because yes. okay. yeah. there's no yeah, way just hitting the brakes like that would nope. have on tar now that they were they were like in a hurry so you i can't haven't seen my car <laughs> well sometimes <laughs> they were they, they were they were in a hurry but i can pam just backs up sometimes in her corvette is like and i'm yeah. like, like are you what? that hurry are you that in See, a hurry to get to the store. I make that sound sometimes I mean, when I'm taking off, but not when I'm stopping. Both. We need <laughs> to just have that to drink again. Okay. Right now. I'm adding it Right now. But oh, when sh- I make that sound, I, I'm usually making it with my mouth as I'm uh, for, for sound effects. So, me too. <laughs> I'm, either, I'm, either, I'm either really doing it and I'm pissed off. I'm just kidding and I'm doing it with my voice. My daughter does it too. We always are. I mean, <laughs> My it's car does it because I have shitty brakes, and my car is 17 years old. Girl, but that's because I have your Saturn. new brake pads. I like, to make, yeah. I like to make vroom 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 noises too. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> I have a 2006 Forerunner, so mine's kind of old. So it's like All right, the whole idea of Jr. staying back to sit there with the gun was to to be ready. Right, but and he when we off. pan back, they're both freaking asleep. <laughs> Yeah. If are they, they asleep they, or are they unconscious? Blood, okay. He's losing blood, man. Okay. He's no, losing blood, man. They, they fall asleep. He got dozed off. Yeah. yeah, it's been and a while. And they wake up to four motherfuckers with guns. Yeah. Three. Three. <laughs> and then this is what we get the whole backstory of Owens, and he explained because Jock is still like, I don't know who the fuck you are, whatever. You stole and he's, just, my he's farm. just being a dick. And he's like, You don't remember me? Okay, well, let me goddamn remind you who I am. Like, you stole my farm. You, you ruined me, me out. like wiped me out, like you ruined my life, and now everybody in town knows the story because you, you fucked my whole life. And Jack is like, "Oh," and that's where I thought, "Okay, Jock has a conscience." He's like, "Oh God, yeah, I did, I did that to a lot of people." Like, yeah, he's like, "You're gonna kill me," and he's like, "No, I just want to spit in your eye." Yes, but he doesn't remember him because he did it to so many people. So he doesn't many, remember, but he owns it. He oh he he, he owns it. He's owns like, it. yeah, I I fucked up. I did that to a lot of people back in the day, man. Well, yeah, and for once, and I feel like this is the first time in the series that we kind of get the truth because 
the whole time we're told Digger Bounch is crazy. Mm-hmm. Jock is the good guy. Digger's the bad guy. No. None of that really happened. And now we're seeing that, like, no, uh, it's valid. Like, Jock ruined people's lives, including Digger's and a lot of other mm-hmm. people. Because it's not just Digger. Yeah, and then when he's about to shoot him, mm-hmm. he's yeah. about to shoot him, and Jarrah's like, let's just make a deal. Right. Like, Jarrah thinks you can throw money <laughs> at everything. And, jo- and Jock like, says, oh, do no, it. if you're going to kill me. Kill me. Shoot me. He's like, Go if you're going to do it, it over do with. it right now. And then he does and that, like, like, stare down. Like, shoot me right now. And he was right like, now, I, motherfucker. I, I it's, it's, like, it's like the stare down in the middle when I'm they meet the, in the center of town at high noon, you know? Yeah. It's like cutting back and forth. And yeah. the guy's like, I don't want to shoot you. I was, I just wanted to spin your eye. I was just pissed at you, and I wanted to, like, It's like, so know. spit on and me, not, dude. And I'm not a killer. I'm not a killer. I'm not a killer. And that's like Jock's reckoning. And honestly, I'm sure he won't learn his lesson. But I feel like Jr. could take a page out of his out of his daddy's book here. He he should have been listening. He wasn't. Man up! If his daddy could admit he's wrong, right? I mean, and he admitted he was wrong, and he's like, "Okay, I was wrong." And then he's and then Owen said, "Is that ain't gonna buy you?" He's like, "Uh, "That ain't gonna buy you a place in heaven, Ewing." And it's like, "Oh, it's nice." Okay, fine, but. And Ray, Ray, Ray and Bobby like, return. Nah. Jock's gonna let him go because it was just a hunting accident. Right. I hear like drop your guns, and Bobby's like, "They tried to kill us." He's like, "No, it's just a hunting accident." No, it's happened well, it's just time. like when it's like, a vengeance. You know, those two guys came in. They t- took Sue Ellen hostage, <laughs> and all that shit. Then they're like, "I just let him go." It's like they didn't want the publicity. It's because the publicity. And the Ewings don't want their hands dirty. And any I mean, L- Luther Frick and Peyton Allen. Does does mm-hmm. any corporation? Does any? rich person to do and does anybody not all okay this is where it differs not all publicity is good publicity not for it's true. no maybe maybe for certain sectors but <laughs> no <laughs> right because they call the law he's gonna explain the whole thing it could get in the paper it could get out they don't want that so jock's like eh, no but you were but you were shot. If you get a hotel, if you get a hospital now with this, with shotgun, it's a hunting accident. They have to report yep. it. Well, yeah, they have to report it. Yeah, they'd right. have to. But they could just be like, "No, it's a hunting accident." And if they all agree, then I'm sure. And the law was pretty far away from everything they said. Right, a yeah. hundred so, miles. Uh, was an interesting line though was uh, talking about how Owens had a lot of pride, mm-hmm. which is what you take to the grave with you is your pride. Yeah. And he said, "Yeah." Then we then we get back. The ambulance serve thing pulls up to South Fork, and but no, it's it's there. But I almost feel like that was felt like it was almost shot on a soundstage. That particular it it could have been. It, it probably was. It was very yeah. odd. Yeah. Because usually when they're on location, you see the car pulling into the driveway. Yeah. You don't see them just stop or just unloading. It was right up. And it, and it, wasn't, the... windy. it wasn't windy. It wasn't windy either. Windy. It was done later. And as usual, when somebody comes back from a trauma, like after the plane crash, they have the whole family comes out of the Wait, house. Yeah. And it was all the women, all the women. And, and Kristen. <laughs> That's what I said. I said, other than he the very beginning, <laughs> Kristen was never seen or heard in this episode. And in, in the beginning, she was. But this, she had no speaking. She only stopped to like hold back and listen to the conversation. But she had no speaking part. It was just her face and... Because it was her showing her learning more secrets. Yep. That's what it was all about. Very weird to me. And then that was the end. Yep, that was the end. (sighs) Would you rate it? 
3.5 and no motherfucking blood out of the wounds. It bothers me so bad. Just have some blood. Make it look real. And 375 with a punctured lantern. Damn it. That was going to be mine. Oh, okay. Fine. Tally that too. 375 and a punctured lantern. I'm going to give this one a four six five. I think it's my highest rate. Wow. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you why. Because mostly I think, and it's probably because I was thinking this was going to be really low because I hated this episode every other time I watched it. But this time I liked it because of the addition of all the backstory, which the backstory I love. I, the whole Dallas, and I think it added a lot to that. I think it added to the roundness of Jock's character. And um, it really added to show that the Barneses and Digger aren't wrong and they're not villains. Okay? I'm going to change and there, never, and there was no Barnes in the episode other than Pam. No, there yeah. wasn't the Barnes. But, it, but even though it didn't talk about Digger at all, it you gave so much validity to Digger. Then I'm, I would no, like to no, change my... I do mine. agree with you. Yeah, no, I agree with you, but I think... Oh, and a first wife. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which I is did, funny I did, I because um, in that episode, uh, a few few episodes earlier when they came back from the theater and they were talking about how... Um, uh-huh. See, it was foreshadowing. About, the play yep. was about uh, a wife yes. haunting, a first a wife. wife haunting. Leaving, yeah, haunting her husband. Yes. See, the thing is, I, I think 15 years ago, I would have given this episode a 2.75. Yeah. So a three point seven five is great for yeah, me. Yeah, no, that's totally. But I gave it that because, like you said, it's kind of showing the like, Doc was an asshole, and that he Diggers maybe not as crazy as everybody yep. thinks. Yep. And but, I like those yeah. episodes sometimes where they get out to nature, they get out of the office. It's just a change of pace yeah. from. See, I thought I was gonna hate that. I'm like a whole episode about like dudes hunting. God, All right. this is gonna be terrible. I hate I that. Shot. Like, Later. I, I was just dreading this episode. I want to change mine. I like. I want to change mine to so. four point two five and some bacon and eggs okay. for the campfire. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I will. I'll have to give it more than beans and oh, coffee. Oh, the beans and coffee. Nope. Yeah. Beans Nobody wants no. to throw in a, a mosquito net. For a... <laughs> and no fucking tent. All the money in the world. No fucking tent. No, no tent. tent. Right. And it's they bought coffee. Did they bring a net. coffee pot? Oh, they're just going to boil that I shit, I, I guess. <laughs> what do you do? Or cups? Like, Did um, they have cups? Thermos. This is, survive, this um, is Survivor Ewing style. They just weren't thinking. They were not campers. <laughs> just no. just give them a machete and a, and a bag of rice and a flint. They're rich campers. They're like, oh, coffee. Ugh. Yeah, they need, they need to glamp, not camp. They need like an RV. Exactly. Throw them on Survivor Ewing style. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So uh, thanks for joining us tonight. And uh, please join us online. Join our Facebook group if you're not already there. Our Twitter. Uh, send us a note about what you thought about this episode. And um, the next, what's the next episode? The Lost Child. I don't like this one. The Lost all, Child. Send us, uh, watch it and let us know what you think about that before we review it and then you know we'll say what you thought about it we'll we'll read yours i want to introduce something else later ewing survivor (laughs) a dallas survivor if you put them all who would you put on an island and who would win and who would be voted out in what order wow that's a good thing to discuss in our group exactly i'll figure that out tomorrow
Yeah. Totally. Just okay. something to leave you with. Yeah. All right. And until right. next time, we'll see you. Bye. Stay safe. Wash your hands and uh, avoid people. Bye, y'all. Peace. Peace. Peace, motherfucker. All right, you guys. East side, west side, east side, west side. Love y'all. Godspeed. Next on Dallas. Tell me about Dr. Elby. He's my psychiatrist. Of all the psychiatrists in Dallas, you picked the one that's going to get you in the sack. You've got a grandson, John Ross Ewing III. JR's boy. That baby's mine. He'd be a vulture like the rest of them. If he lives. Who's that coming? It's Pam. Pam! Pam! She got cut.